0: Hello?
1: Hey Katie Kins, it's Rosalie. Wanna have a slumber party? Hey Slumberkins, I'm Rosalie Kicks
0: and I'm Katie McBrown
1: and we are best friends forever. Each episode, Katie Kins and I roll out our sleeping bags, pick out a flick featuring one of our favorite heartthrobs, and we gab about it. Welcome to the slumber party. So for those joining us for the first time, we hope you brought your snacks, and here's how the show works. Katie and I visit an imaginary video store, and we pick out a movie that features the heartthrob of the month, and then we crawl into our sleeping bags and chat about it to determine whether the movie is worthy enough to be placed on our coveted, Slumber party watch shelf. Before we start gabbing about today's flick, I thought it would be fun to play a game of Would you rather?
0: I'm kind of nervous about this one. You're just throwing this out there. Why are you nervous? I'm surprised. I don't know you're just you're just putting me on the spot.
1: <laughs> See, as a kid, I never minded the Would you rather, but I always got afraid of truth or dare. Like truth or dare kind yeah. of scared me. <laughs>
0: Well, truth or dare was so serious, like, because truth was, like, you knew you were going to have to give up some, like, kind of precious information that you wanted to, like, hold near and dear to your heart. And then, like, the dare could have been so gross or, like, you know, just something that you didn't want to do that you would just be sweating.
1: Yeah, and I always feel like if a dare came up at a slumber party, it was always something really
0: gross. Oh yeah. Oh, strip
1: yeah. naked and <laughs> run outside. Yeah, and and then like eat a spoon of mayonnaise.
0: Oh, oh my God, that'd be so gross. But it yeah, was always just it was just
1: something really
0: disgusting. And yeah,
1: so I typically always picked truth, but then. I would get, as you said, I would get sweaty
0: and <laughs> red faced
1: because the questions were always like, who's your crush or something like that.
0: Right. Or like, if you had to kiss any boy in school, who would it be? And you were like, what if it was like somebody's other crush that was at the party or their boyfriend and they'd be so mad.
1: Yeah. So, so... that
0: was just like dangerous territory.
1: I don't know. Would you rather was always safer to me. Yeah. Maybe you, one... I
0: mean, maybe you put me at ease a little bit. I stopped sweating. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> all right. So here's- <laughs> Go with the first. We're going to do, we'll do a couple. So would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales?
0: Okay. So I'd have to be covered in fur. My favorite thing ever is when Brian plays with my hair. It's like the most relaxing thing. So I feel like people just like be petting me all the time. You know, like just, just stroking my luscious fur.
1: <laughs> I also picked fur, but I love this concept of the petting. I didn't really <laughs> think about that. I was more thinking of my own comfort because like scaly creatures in general, like snakes, especially just Ugh. irk me. They, I find snakes
0: to be so gross.
1: Yeah. I'm so, not a
0: big, I'm not a big snake guy.
1: No. So like if my skin was like a snake, oh. I I would just want to be murdered.
0: Well, then also now that you're saying that, like, I feel like, you know, when your skin gets like so dehydrated and it's like yes. tight, I feel like that would just like your skin would feel so bad. Yeah. So yeah. I think we both picked good answers. Yeah.
1: Because for her, like, well, and you being a beautician, like I can condition it. And make it look and comb it and comb it
0: real nice.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fur is
0: definitely
1: the answer. Yeah. Um, If
0: anybody says scales to that, they need some, I don't know, they need to pet something soft.
1: Well, if someone does have, if if someone feels very strongly that it should be scales, I would like to know. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, But how about this? Would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that grows back every night or sweat maple syrup?
0: Okay, definitely the edible spaghetti hair. I I feel like maple syrup is just so sticky and so sweet that it would just like like I feel like sp- like noodles. I can't I can't imagine that there would be like spaghetti sauce in my hair too. I I love how I'm thinking so deeply about this. But I just think that, like, if I were to get out of bed in the morning after sweating maple syrup through the night, I would be stuck. And I, like, hate getting up and out of bed in the morning. Anyway, I'm not a morning person. So it would just make it, like, ten times harder. So I picked the spaghetti hair.
1: I completely agree because – I well, for one, I, too, love noodles and spaghetti. (laughs) So I feel I would really enjoy, like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, I just take a, <laughs> take, a bite. take a little take a little snack little snack yeah, break but i agree i didn't imagine like my hair my spaghetti hair would be covered in sauce like i feel like okay. if i want sauce i'd have to do that myself <laughs> but the sweating maple syrup just seems so again so horrible to me because i i mean here's a personal confession i sweat a lot And, like, I just think it would be a huge problem. Like, I would constantly be sticky.
0: You would be so sticky. Your clothes would just be matted to your body.
1: As you know, I have a a dog. Her name is Foxy. I call her Foxykins. She is very furry. So, like, if I'm petting her and I'm dripping maple syrup sweat, it's going to be bad. Like, really bad. Yes. If somebody disagrees, you know. Send us a tweet or a message. We want to know.
0: Tell us why. Maybe, I mean, there could be, there's gluten-free noodles that could grow out of your hair.
1: Don't want gluten-free noodles.
0: No, but I'm just oh. saying if somebody's like, oh, I pick the maple syrup because oh, I have a gluten allergy.
1: <laughs> Would Ooh, you one rather more. eat a sandwich made from four Ooh. ingredients in your fridge, chosen at random, or eat a sandwich made by a group of your friends from four ingredients in your fridge?
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking back to, like, when you're a teen and, like, you and your friends, like, the spoonful of mayonnaise and truth or dare and how I feel like my friends would be up to, like, some kind of tomfoolery and, like, make the most disgusting concoction just to mess with you. Like, oh, yeah. you know, just to, like, kind of be, like, a dick. So I'm going to have to leave it up to random because I'd like to enjoy the night with my friends and eat yeah, some Doritos and, and chill.
1: That's a really good point too about the fridge. They would find the grossest things living in your fridge. As a teen, oh my god, yeah. At my parents' house, there was always like random stuff in our fridge. Oh, this horseradish. Uh huh my mom bought to like make a cocktail <laughs> sauce or something. And then it's like in there for like three years.
0: Oh yeah. Things get lost in um your like home, like when, where you grew up, like in the fridge where you're living mm-hmm. with like more than two people, things get lost in the fridge. And I, and for some reason I just got really cringy and thought like somebody would be such a jerk and get like the baking soda that oh, sits yeah. in your fridge Just as like the odor absorber, I literally don't know why I picture that as like them adding that in like to anything. And I, I, I too picked at random,
1: you know, because my decision was more made on actually something you and our friend Mike had once done to me.
0: (laughs) I know where you're going with this. I
1: forgot the one night when you were over here, you and Mike mixed me a drink in a pint glass with John Cena uh, prominently on it. And honestly, heaven only knows what the two of you blended together. But when you handed it to me, well, one, I remember it was so full. To the brim. And spilling over. But when you handed it to me, it (laughs) literally smelled like I could set it on fire. Like it was gasoline. And I don't really remember, like, why you guys made the drink so strong. Like, I think it was because, like, I wasn't as tipsy and you guys were just trying to get me to catch up. But I was not going to drink that.
0: I'm not going to say that my memory (laughs) is super clear on this because I was blitzed. Like, I think I don't know what I was drinking. I I feel we were definitely watching Child's Play.
1: When Mike was wearing the jacket.
0: Like everywhere. If you remember slank. Oh, my, yes. Okay. Yeah. He was like draping. Yes. He was draped in it. I, I remember. And I do remember, I feel like we made you a drink because you like ordered us to. You were like <laughs> sitting on the couch and you like, make me a drink. That's just like what I feel like I remember because why did we get you like I a whole know. new glass? I'm not sure. But I, I'm pretty sure it was probably like a full cup of vodka and then like a little splash of orange soda. Anyway... So <laughs> I definitely would do the sandwich <laughs> roulette. Well, we agreed. We yeah, agreed we on everything. We agree
1: on everything, which is, I think, you know, speaks to us being BFFs. But again, I'm interested to hear if there's somebody yeah. out there that disagrees. You know, I'd like to know. Write us so a letter,
0: a, a love letter, a pen pal. Uh,
1: should we move on to the girl talk
0: segment of the show? Yeah, let's talk about Swayze. Talk, 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 girl talk, talk. Girl Talk Dateline, the game about the two things girls like best, talking on the phone and... I'd love to go. Bye.
1: This is the segment of the show when we talk <laughs> about the flick that we're featuring. As Katie just said, this month we are crazy for Swayze and the movie that we picked was Skate Town USA. Remember when roller skating was a lonely sport? The skaters were discreet. The skates were obsolete, and the background had no beat at all. Well, times sure have changed. Welcome to Skate Town
0: USA. Wait, wait, wait! Can you go back and say that Ben you know this that movie? is an accurate statement?
1: It was actually Ben, my husband, that showed us this movie, and then that kind of determined, like, okay, that's it. May is crazy for Swayze because we have to watch this movie. Right uh, from the few pictures we saw online, we were just like, "What is this?" It looked completely wild. <laughs> but you are in for a special treat, Slumberkins, because this month we are actually going to have two episodes. So we're starting off with the 1979 Skate Town USA. And then for the second feature, we're actually putting it up to a vote. By this time, you probably already voted. So you'll have to tune in to find out what the next movie will be. Let's remind <laughs> the
0: Slumberkins. What does it take for a movie to get on the watch shelf? First of all, it has to have five gold stars. It can't just have one. It can't just have two. It can't just pass through and try to make it to the shelf. Like we have criteria. The things that we have listed, and we're always open to new things, but so far it's we have a mall, babe alert, radical fashions, bodacious soundtrack, a bad boy, nudies, a rebel girl, pizza delivery, first kiss. Wild hair, and crazy cuisines, and like I said, we're always open to suggestions. So shoot us a note on Twitter at dearbffpod, and you can we'll we'll take it into consideration if we like if it's creative enough. I like I like how you'll be like taking (laughs) their responses and then like probably doing
1: some kind of like mathematical equation to like see oh does this (laughs) fit into our list of sophisticated (laughs) criteria. As we're going through the show, if you hear a little twinkle sound, that does mean that the movie earned a star, and as Katie said, it has to get five. So like, just because Christopher Walken's in it doesn't mean it's going to end up on the show. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. automatically get five stars. No. For tonight's rental, we picked the 1979 Skatetown USA. It stars Heartthrob, Patrick Swayze, Flip Wilson, Maureen McCormick. And unfortunately, Scott Baio. (laughs) It was directed by a William A. Levy who I was surprised to learn only directed 10 pictures. One was actually entitled Slumber Party 57. But I'll be honest, when I read the description of that film, I was like, I don't know about this director.
0: But now that you're saying I kind of want to watch it, it sounds like it's up our alley.
1: Six schoolgirls find themselves without their parents. <laughs> Moreover, their basketball team is traveling, and they're at a loss what to do. So they organize a slumber party during which each of them will tell about their first experience of sex. So, oh,
0: also, like, what happened to the parents? Like, we just all of a sudden woke up, and your parents were gone. Is this like home I don't alone know? Time six? But
1: it just struck me as like, okay, that sounds a little naughty. And then like looking at the director's like filmography, I saw there was another one that caught my eye that I was like, that sounds
0: a little risque, would you say? There was
1: a movie called The Manhandlers and it has just like a bunch of like (laughs) manly clad (laughs) ladies on the poster and they're like holding a guy down. It says, when the mob muscles in on the massage parlor, the girls rub them down and then rub them out. (gasps) So I feel like this director may have, I don't know, done like some softcore porn. (laughs) Yeah, because here's another movie. The Happy Hooker Goes to Washington. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean... Skate Town USA, <laughs> you know, I was surprised. Like, this seemed very
0: tame then, you know, when you think about it. Looking at his other films. Yeah, I mean, there was there was definitely some things that happened in Skate Town that I was just like, question mark, question mark, question mark. But, like, his other yeah. films sound a little naughty. So,
1: you know, Skate Town, because that's what you all came for. I was able to track down... <laughs> the back of the box. The owner of a roller disco emporium on the pier of Santa Monica, California, is nervously awaiting the start of his establishment's first annual roller disco contest. As the evening progresses, professionals give exhibition performances, zany patrons swarm the area, and an angry citizens committee serves to drive the owner crazy. This summary was... Really funny to me because one, they're calling it an emporium. Two, professionals <laughs> giving performances. So professionals, as in Swayze and this one guy who looks like a Ken doll.
0: I don't think they were. For me, they were not professionals. Like I feel like it was an amateur. Like you know. So yeah, that that odd. description's but odd. But the cover of
1: this film is showing two characters. They're in roller skates. The one guy, the guy is, like, holding a lady, like, as they're skating. But there's all these, like, disco lights and, like, flashiness. And then it's also just advertising, like, a bunch of bands that are featured because there are a lot of songs in this movie. (laughs) Katie, I need to know, like, what made you want to watch it? Like, when Ben, you know, showed us the pictures and told us about it?
0: I mean, I was definitely intrigued and on the cover, it does say it's the ro- the rock and roller disco movie of the year, which for me, like, was I was like, was this, like, a year where lots of rock and roll disco movies came out or, like, roller skating movies came out? Was it a thing? So I figured that this one was, like, the best because it had that little tagline on the top. But little did I know that it was, like, never really, like, until you told me that it was, like, never actually, like, released yeah. But basically, I only, I really only agreed to watch it because Ben was like, you're
1: watching this yeah. or else. I mean, I will say I was very intrigued by the pictures I saw and also that this happened to be Swayze's debut film. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, yeah. later, even after we watched it, I was more impressed with his performance because he did all his own skating, which I thought was pretty neat. What I was not expecting was seeing or I guess I should say hearing like twenty-three songs all in full length throughout the film. Like it essentially (laughs) is just a music like music video after music video. And essentially like there's skate, like people skating, there's skate gangs, but there's no story really happening. I think you had described it while we were watching watching it. Like it's basically like a grease. At a roller
0: rink i mean, yeah like i remember saying that but i guess it was probably when like was it the hot wheelers was that the name of aces like patrick oh. swayze as aces oh, patrick like crew he was west side rollers or wheelers oh west side rollers wheelers. West side wheelers um i just feel like because they were like a gang in like leather jackets that they just reminded me yes. of the greasers on skates like when they came they came skating down santa monica pier like causing chaos I feel like that's when I said it and I really thought we were going to get a story. At this point early on, I really was like, here we go. It was a lot of what it felt like a lot of music videos that were like all smushed together and at first I was digging like all like the bright lights and the glitter and then I just felt like, okay, like is anything ever going to yeah. happen? It
1: became very monotonous, you know? like it was just, oh, another song mm-hmm. and they're skating. Like, I wanted to skip ahead to the next I feel like we should have known right from the beginning when the credits came on that we were going to be in for something kooky. Because, for example, there was someone credited as just playing a drunk. They have no name. They're just drunk. (laughs) And I feel like that should have been a sign, like, this was just utter nonsense.
0: Yeah, I think that was the first sign that we should have just hoped that the tape yeah. got eaten in the v- in the vcr and then we would be like oh well we have to pick another one sorry ben because that was just like a wtf well, moment <laughs> and that I mean, came across the one screen of
1: things were like i don't see myself wanting to maybe like rewatch this movie anytime soon i will definitely talk about it because there were things oh in yeah the film that were just wild to me, like, for example, the fashions in the movie, like, I feel that the fashions that were shown in this deem as radical fashions, because people were skating in like capes, somebody had a ball cap with wings on it, there were sequins suspenders, like you said, there was glitter and leather jackets. And I loved how people matched, like, because they were in these factions or these gangs so it seemed like there was a requirement that you
0: had to match clothes
1: which I really enjoy <laughs>
0: yeah I mean the clothes the clothes and the the matching was cool I just feel like it after a while I was kind of what was that one oh, group yes that you liked? the hot wheelers
1: they were the ones that wore like all hot pink clothes and pink wigs and I just thought that seemed like a lot of fun. And then, of course, you know, everybody has skates, which after watching this, like I, I want a pair of skates. I want to learn how to skate very badly.
0: <laughs> I, th- I feel like you, ever since we talked about doing this movie, you've been like on the hunt for skates. So I think it's just yeah, time it that just you, looks you do so it. Fun. Um, however, then there was some like wacky fashions, like that man that was dressed as the cheapest doctor that I'd never want to have an appointment with that kind of just like showed up. And then, like, something happened where he thought, like, an alien was coming. It was so bizarre. And then the man with the bowler hat that was telling that story that I don't – I did not pay attention to a word that he said because, the like, the snack bar was so interesting, like, with that pizza and all the people. But there is a little fun fact here. The girl at the snack bar that the bowler hat man was talking to, that is actually Dorothy Stratton. And you know who she is, correct?
1: Yes. I – I know you brought her up while we were watching the film and I knew of her because from this other podcast that I really enjoy, You Must Remember This, she did a whole series about dead blondes and essentially it was people in Hollywood that were actors that their life was cut short because of like a weird tragedy or a murder uh, and Dorothy Stratton was one of that's funny people Yeah. That she did on the show. That's
0: funny just because I I um just listened to a podcast too. Um, One of the true crime podcasts that I listen to is called Morbid. And they just – they do – they go back – like they do some like old Hollywood true crime stuff sometimes. So they did one on her. And I was – it was sad because she was super young. And then her dumb shit of a husband killed her, mm-hmm. which was awful. But this was her feature – like this was her first film debut and – I mean, she was beautiful, so it's kind of sad. Yeah, she didn't
1: – she was only in, like, a handful of things because uh, she mm-hmm. died so young. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was very young. I
1: know what you mean about some of the fashions, though. Like, they are questionable. And honestly, until you mentioned that doctor, I completely blocked him out of my mind because he was, he was disturbing.
0: Yeah. Like, I hated every – like, and he was in – he was on – the screen way too much for my liking yeah because he wasn't like a main character he wasn't skating like he had nothing to do with the competition yeah it was just like some kind of hokey side piece yeah
1: I almost feel like unless you were behind the snack bar (laughs) or not like if you were not skating like the snack bar they have an excuse you know why they're not skating but if you were not skating you shouldn't have been in the film I mean, it's called Skate Town, USA.
0: Yeah. USA.
1: But I do like in the film, besides the fashion, like I like all the neon and the lights. I really actually want to get a neon sign for my laboratory here where I like do all of my writing and like projects and things. I want it to say like pizza or something like really cool. (laughs) But I think neon is fun.
0: Yeah. I like I like the brightness too. I will agree. But I just love that this movie you just think about the things that you want to just spend money on. Yes. Skate. And like I was just like ready to open up a skate town.
1: You were. That was Like mentioned. I was like, let's do this. Yes. Well, and then it kind of because, you know, we were texting as watching and Ben was there too. I think at one point all of us said, Let's open a skate town.
0: Like we all <laughs> we're very just <laughs> like at the same time
1: yes we were all very influenced by this film we should be running a, a roller rink let's talk more about this snack bar because i feel like our listeners need to know a little bit about it because you mentioned it like there was a lot of chaos going on but it was run by these two dudes ripple and ben and they were quite the duo so ripple is just as you're thinking, like. This overweight kind of gross, like sweaty dude, and he always had a hot dog. Like at one point, he had a
0: weenie in his mouth. that was like a stodgy. <laughs> he took a weenie out of his mouth and threw it into the hot dog. Like I don't. What do you call that? Like oven? Oh yeah, because it was one of the. It was like a rack. Yeah, but he
1: did. He took it from his mouth and put it in there. It, it was gross. It was
0: so gross, and it would not work today. The pizza.
1: Oh, definitely not. And I don't know what
0: was going on with that pizza, but it looked it looked like rubber. right. And then that guy came over with like the fistful of pills that were like I don't remember what kind of drug. I don't think they ever explained it. And then somebody knocked him over, and it went into the meat grinder, and then got crushed up. Oh, and it yes. like went into the pizza, like it became yes. like drug pizza. Yeah. I want to know because the pizza was like the hot item. Like people were flying over to the snack bar for pizza and the pizza didn't look appetizing.
1: And they kept making announcements like more pizza. Yeah.
0: Even though you knew that Ripple and Ben were not doing their job. So somebody else was making this pizza on the side.
1: I do have to say there was something far more disgusting than a pizza. And that was Scott Baio. (laughs) Scott Baio is terrible. And Then he also had this friend in the film, Stanley, and Stanley looked like a plastic Ken doll. And, you know, I don't think we need to sit and explain why Scott Baio was terrible, but the thing that was bothersome to me in this film was that he didn't even skate. He was wearing skates, but we never saw him skate at all. Like he just kinda kept hovering around. Like leaning. Oh.
0: Yeah, he was always leaning or holding on to something. Yeah, or, a or like a lady. Scott Bayo is so gross. He was just like mm-hmm. I just no. He's a no. There could have been a cardboard cutout in his place and I would have believed he was there. He was he was useless. But I feel like he didn't skate because he probably couldn't. Like let's just I bet there's some footage out there of him flailing around and like busting his tailbone. And then he like threw like a hissy fit that he's like, I'm not skating anymore or something. And I bet somebody has this footage yeah. and I'm literally willing to give up my, stim- my stimmy for this. Like I will give up my stimmy <laughs> just for some Scott Baio yeah. flopping around crying.
1: I feel like at one point in the movie, like while they were making it, he was probably like, I'm not doing this because I'll break my hip. (laughs) Yeah, but I do. I would love to watch like the flailing footage. And I I want to imagine like he split.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, that's not hard to imagine. I bet it happened.
1: Yeah, because he just looked so uncomfortable in the skates. Again, if you're not skating, get off get off the set. This is is Skate Town. This is Skate Town. Beat it. Earlier, you mentioned how on the box or the poster, whatever, it said like (laughs) the ultimate roller movie or whatever. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, like this was the first roller disco movie that was ever made. But then a few months later, another movie was made called Roller Boogie so it also came out in 1979 but apparently this one like has just skate town has like so much more happening in it which i feel like i don't even know how that's possible because to me
0: like there's no no there was no now i really think i need to watch roller boogie now just to compare it just to compare
1: yeah yeah i do too because i want to see like I mean, is it again, just people skating and
0: music, (laughs) music music videos, there
1: is because to your point, like when we first initially meet like Patrick Swayze and his gang, like they come in and they like rough up the place. They like knock people down. And like, I thought it was going to be then like a gang movie, essentially, where it's like they're fighting over the turf, Skate
0: gang wars.
1: Right, No. But none of that Sad- Sadly, it <laughs> didn't of take off
0: happened. in any capacity. It was more just about not even like good skating.
1: <laughs> no. You know, there are a couple reasons to watch this because I know we've kind of been like dissing it, but one of the main reasons is Babeler, young Patrick
0: Swayze with his feather hair as Ace Johnson. Yeah, he's definitely a specimen to behold. The fact that he plays a bad boy, like that doesn't hurt ever.
1: You know, and he was fun to watch. Again, I'll go back to I'm still impressed that he did all of his own skating. Apparently, he had skated at a very young age. So, to him, this was just natural, unlike <laughs> Scott Bayo.
0: <laughs> Let's not mention Scott Bayo anymore.
1: Yeah, he's done. Also, I did find, I guess, later on in Swayze's career, as many people probably know, he was featured in Dirty Dancing, which then.
0: Made Skate Town, USA, become known as Dirty Skating. <laughs> that fact is hysterical. I bet whoever like came up with that thought they were so funny. I mean, it is funny, but they might have like got onto the set of like Dirty Dancing and were like, "Oh my God, look what we just found! <laughs> it was Skate Town, USA," and nobody had seen it. <laughs> we embarrassed Probably embarrassed a little bit. I don't know. This is just this is all this is just not you know, even one hundred percent factual. This is me just speculating. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, we do know why, though, his skating was called dirty. I mean, he di- he does an entire performance with a belt right. that he
0: removes right. from his pants. Which is shocking to me, because why was he even wearing a belt anyway? His pants were literally plastered on. So, I mean, could you imagine if that belt, like, didn't exist? How would he have, what, was, what would his performance have been?
1: yeah I feel like the belt was definitely there for a fashion piece like it wasn't actually serving a purpose because you're right the pants Mm -hmm. were like painted on like I don't even know how he got in and out of (laughs) this you would have to be cut out cut out of them I I'm gonna just think that's how he got in and out of them yeah they were cut
0: and like every time he had to change his pants it was like all right cut the pants and then new pants would new pants would appear
1: And then the second reason to watch the movie is the bodacious soundtrack. You know, I have to admit, I I was bopping along to these Um,
0: Yeah, there is definitely a little shoulder shaking going on on my couch because the song started off like it wasn't messing around. The song, I believe the song is called Skate Town, and I'm just going to sing a little bit of it because it gets stuck on my head all the time but it was like skate town going round and round skate town going round and round and as the kids say this these days that song is a bop
1: that you hear it once and it will get stuck in your head and then you find like in the middle of the night you're like I want
0: to listen, escape. <laughs> I, I listen to it with my windows down like while gotta, I'm driving yeah
1: I think that actually would be appropriate especially yeah. with summer coming you know you're going to have the windows down like I feel like after our listeners hear this show they're going to thank us don't be shy guys <laughs> The entire soundtrack I found on YouTube. Oh, nice!
0: Oh, and so it's it's out. YouTube is free.
1: Yeah, and then if yep, and then if you watch or listening on YouTube, you have the little video, so you can get and sometimes maybe
0: the lyrics
1: of Skate Town.
0: Like you know those videos that have the lyrics sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, those always embarrass me because then I'm like, oh, that's
0: right lyric. Like, I was not, I, I, I wasn't singing was that it at all. <laughs> it was crazy yeah. how many people were on the soundtrack, like how many featured artists there were.
1: Well, yeah, and actually that is what posed problems for the film. I know you have made reference this earlier, but apparently this movie actually never had a physical, like, home video release. It was theatrical in 1979, but due to issues with the soundtrack... Because there were just so many artists featured and probably like contracts and things of that nature, they could not release it onto video. Some of the artists featured are the Jackson 5, Earth, Wind & Fire, Heat Wave, and The Hounds. Something that's just really incredible in this movie is that you don't just hear part of the song. You hear the entire
0: song. The full song, full performance, one song starts and ends and then a full other song starts and ends yeah
1: it doesn't even really take a breath no it's like you know you have maybe a couple like 10 seconds and then it's like time for another song i have to say i don't know if i've seen in a movie beyond like let's say a musical but you expect that and it's also in a musical that people are actually singing the songs you know and it's moving along the story right in some way
0: Right. Like it it's driving the story. This was just kind of used to showcase the performances. And I'm not gonna lie, like at first, I thought it was kind of neat to like hear these songs that are semi popular. And it, like, at first, it was it was interesting to me. But then after like the third song, I was like, okay, I would be fast forwarding a lot.
1: Yeah. And just to kind of go back to Swayze's actual skating performance and the contest, because the contest is really the main plot point of the film. Swayze first does like a single skate, which
0: we were just mentioning about with a belt.
1: And it is pretty humorous.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he was like whipping the belt around. It was his his skate prop. Yeah. You know, I guess that's that adds an element to it. It was a little bizarre I would say but right you know what Patrick Swayze can do whatever he wants right and not something you see every day No wow I
1: just saw this wow <laughs> but the other guy the Kendall he actually I felt had the better performance when they did the single competition because at one point he was skating atop a skateboard
0: Yeah he had the better moves it's almost like Ace was like this belt, like, man, no one's ever skated with a belt before. It's going to be really cool. And then Kendall comes in and he's like, man, nobody's ever skated before with a skateboard. It's going to be really cool. And it was just like prop against prop. Yeah. But the skating on top of a skateboard is way cooler.
1: It kind of shocked me then at the end when they're, giving out the trophy then, like Swayze gets it for his single performance, but I really feel he should have got the trophy for his doubles when he skated with the lady partner because that was a far better performance, but according to their poll, he did not receive the longest, loudest (laughs) applause, which
0: like, I don't (laughs) understand that rating, longest, longest. The longest, loudest applause. Like I was, there somebody there with a stopwatch to like figure out like how long the applause was going on for. Oh, yeah. The the singles competition that was that was raked because Ace had some kind of oh. some kind of picture on for the one judge. If you don't recall,
1: oh yeah, a steamy
0: was, picture that we never got to see.
1: There was some kind of like nudity or something, something. I, yeah,
0: that yeah. we didn't get to see. It yeah. was I was actually kind of bummed. I was hoping it was like a drawing. <laughs> like it would have just been silly like it wasn't actually a picture but just like a drawing of something but yeah. apparent whatever it was made this guy shake in his boots that he was like I'm, I'm not messing with this that ace has to win the singles competition
1: you're right about the the way that they were rating these performances i would have taken them more seriously if there was like an applause meter yeah not just like oh longest and loudest we saw no evidence anyone was even like taking account how long the
0: applause actually lasted. So it it was... Right. Nobody... Like, they didn't even really show, like, a judge's panel of, like, an area, like, you know, like, where people were, like, really involved with the judging. They kind of just glossed over that.
1: Yeah. All in all, the end of this film was quite something. (laughs) Like, I never thought it would go here, but when Ace gets upset because he lost, you know, the competition, he ends up challenging the Ken doll... He wants to do a race outside because I guess like outdoors is like his turf. It's more, I guess, he's a, um, oh, like a road wheeler. He's not, he's not a, road
0: I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't himself. care about it. He doesn't want to be in a disco emporium.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the streets, on the pier. So they end up, it's so good. They end up having a competition on the pier, but now there's motor skates. Like, skates with like rockets attached and i don't
0: know where those came from they show up the crowds behind them the skates are like vroom vrooming which i was like whoa technology is wild but yeah ace was pretty unhappy that he didn't win both trophies they took it to the streets like you said they were street skating yeah roughing it i'm gonna pretend like
1: the mo well the rocket skates came from acme You think? Yeah, because like in Roger Rabbit, there was always all of the items had Acme (laughs) stamped on it, like dynamite (laughs) and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Rocket skates. The ending is really great. Ace and the Ken doll, they end up flying just right off the pier. And it seemed like before the race actually started, Ace had this whole plan where he like rigged Ken doll's skates. So that, the brakes yeah the brakes wouldn't work but then cut the brakes it happened to both of them like both of them had rig skates i don't know but they end up flying off the pier right into the ocean which i know you had issues with that
0: first of all i really think it's funny that both of the brakes were cut on their skates also I mean, I just have a lot. I have, I have a lot of questions, but they bust through basically a fence that holds you in the pier. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like a railing, like a guardrail. It was like a fence, mm-hmm. and then they just plunged into the Pacific Ocean. And then Kendall grabs Ace and starts to like swim ashore. But I don't know. H- skates are super heavy. I feel like they would have just sunk to the bottom of the ocean, never to be seen again. Yeah. Yeah, in the 70s, like, nobody, like, everyone had been like, ah, they're, they're goners. Let's go back to the, let's go back to drug pizza.
1: Yeah, because when you brought this up that they would just sink, it made sense to me because these skates would have been, like, heavy metal and leather, you know, whereas now, like, I bet skates are a lot lighter because they probably use, like, plastic. Probably not real leather, and they end up swimming, ashore and then they're like underneath the pier and like i seriously
0: think they made out (laughs) got romantic it did (laughs) it just got like very the mood changed they were both like holding on to each other so tightly in like an embrace and i actually couldn't even tell if they were walking on their skates at this point because i was so mesmerized by like how they were hold clutching each other
1: you know what? Now I have more questions. Like, how were the skates not sinking into the sand? Like, how was it? They... I was I just thinking know. about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was this. just, it was
0: weird. It was and weird. The music,
1: the music, like, turned romantic and it was. It did. Enemies, no more.
0: I was waiting for, like, a little tryst in the sand, like, them just rolling around, sand <laughs> flying, tight pants being ripped off. <laughs> What I, that's what I was expecting from the, like yeah. the little mood shift that it took. But yeah.
1: It was quite something. But, you know, it all got wrapped up. I think we're ready to get out the diary at this point. What do you think? I agree. Here we go. Dear Diary, Skate Town, USA has earned a total of three stars for Babe Alert, Soundtrack, and Radical Fashions, falling short of two stars. Despite the flashy style, Swayze's flowing locks blowing in the breeze as he skated around the rink, and the kickin' tunes, there just was not enough here to hold our interest. The non-existent story does not make this worthy of the slumber party watch shelf. And frankly, we think this would be fine to play in the background at a party, but not one that's going to hold anyone's interest.
0: Yeah, like this is, that had a feel of like American bandstand, but like skating, like it would be like played in the back of a party, but like nobody would want to hear any of like the dialogue. But I believe that this VHS will live somewhere where it should be. And that's holding up an uneven table somewhere (laughs) making it making it so it doesn't wobble around yeah
1: i i will say though i probably will revisit the soundtrack i already have (laughs) i i mean yeah and with summer coming like some of these songs are just perfect to like bop to yeah i think if anything i'm glad i watched it for that and i'm also glad that i witnessed swayze with the belt like those
0: are my two things. You know what will live on the gifts. Yeah, the gifts of him so yeah. lapping that belt around.
1: You know, I say, check it out at your own leisure. Don't don't make it a priority.
0: If you like, somehow find it at a yard sale or on eBay for like two pennies. Splurge, right? Get yeah, that. But- get that. Get that DVD.
1: We do thank you for coming to our slumber party and we hope you had a blast. Uh, Join us later this month for another episode in which we will feature heartthrob of the month, Patrick Swayze in a film that was selected by our listeners via a Twitter
0: poll. So make
1: sure you tune in to find out what flick that was.
0: Make sure you're following us on all of our social media. As Katie said, we are on
1: Instagram at bestfriendsforever.pod. You can email us at dearbffpod at gmail, and if you want to join our fan club, you can send us a letter with your name, address, and birthday to Attention Movie John, and that's Movie J-A-W-N, P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. And if you drop us a line, we will write back and possibly send you some goodies. Compliments of our now fan club president, Mr. Clank, who has gifted us a bunch of vintage trading cards from like the 80s and 90s. Here we
0: go. Trolls trading cards. (laughs) And not troll, like, you know, like those those trolls with the hair. That's what I'm unwrapping right now. Ooh, a sticker. Or maybe it's a Mm -hmm. no, it's a sticker. I thought it was a tattoo at first. The year is I don't see a year. Maybe it'll say it in, along my along my look in here. It doesn't have a year on it. Okay. But it's series one, the introduction of, of them. Oh, wow. And it's going to have – oh, it does have a free sticker. I actually forgot how hideous trolls are. <laughs> um, their faces are quite scary. The first one is a picture of the troll named Dot. And it looks like she's making something in a toaster. Oh, it's toast. It's just toast. It's just interesting, and it's called North North Loaf, for ninety nine cents.
1: I feel like this this style of troll might be like North, because there were several. There was a couple oh wait styles. yeah hold on there was a couple styles Norfin.
0: Of Norfin. Okay, mm-hmm. you must know a lot more about trolls than me because I, I had no idea.
1: I had a few um,
0: trolls. I did. I think I had one, but I didn't really get into trolls that much. I do like how on each. So, on the front, there's a picture of the troll. This one has dot. And then on the back, they go over like her personality, which is humorous and clumsy, and that her ambition is to be an actress. And her favorite pastime is writing poems. I'm not oh, going to read really? all of them because I can post some of these pictures, but I do like the little facts that they give because that's like kind of yeah. neat. Nurse Kristen, her favorite pastime is playing with baby trolls. And in the picture, you can see that she is like hanging out with. Looks like these kids might have been in the hospital, oh. but like they look fine. Like I just oh, okay. one of them looks like she's wearing like what I would think would be like a little bit of a of an outfit from <laughs> from like being in a hospital. Oh, like a gown. Um, yes, like a gown. Thank you. Oh, and now we have Buffy, who is a cheerleader, and her ambition is to do a double backflip. That's ambitious. Now we have Klaus or Claus. It's definitely Santa Claus because he has the hat, the beard, the outfit. And there's a chimney next to him and he has a sack of toys. Can you guess what his personality is? Jovial. Very close. It's jolly. (laughs) His favorite pastime is delivering toys, which is so sweet. Thanks for being amazing, Klaus. 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 I feel like I want to call him Klaus. (laughs) Um, And now we have Bubbles, who is a baby. I'm excited to see what Bubbles' favorite pastime is. Oh, it's drooling. You know, just good old-fashioned drooling. Bubbles, that could just be burned. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of, well, especially because it's Gaga Boo is what the quote is on the run. (laughs) No. I'm done with that card. Oh, you're going to like this one. Mayor Theodore. Teddy. His quote, heads I do, tails I don't. Perfect. I like
1: the way he runs things.
0: What do you think his ambition is? Hmm. as the mayor what do you think his ambition is
1: free coffee and donuts
0: everywhere he goes <laughs> to get reelected. Oh. he wants another term he wants another term and now we have the last card which is olivia who looks like a bride she is a bride because now now i'm looking at her quote that says something borrowed something blue
1: so that's interesting because like all the other <gasps> ones you had there seem to have careers you know, or hobbies. And this person's like, oh, I'm a bride.
0: There's a little twist here because her ambition is to marry Mayor Theodore. Whoa. So so it just took a little turn. They do kind of just make her seem like a simpleton because her personality is cute, outgoing, and her favorite pastime is shopping at the mall.
1: Yeah, she wants to spend that mayor money.
0: Yeah, she wants that, like, she wants to take that, those tax dollars. yeah. Yeah,
1: I that was fun. And we will post photos on our Instagram so you can see them. And then if one strikes your fancy, you know, write to us and tell us and maybe we'll send you the one you want and not bubbles.
0: <laughs> bubbles is going to go in the trash. Gaga boo. <laughs> That's what she says. No. That's, that's the only word she speaks. The cool thing about this is you probably do want them all in, the set, in a set, though, because once you flip them over, it becomes a puzzle on the back. Ooh. A little yeah. twist there. Yeah, that's, little excitement. That's pretty cool. I figured it out, too. I, I already finished. Pretty impressed with myself.
1: Before we officially sign off, I did want to just remind our listeners, the Slumberkins, to go out onto the Apple Pods and make sure you rate the show and comment we did get a comment recently from hunter m bush he says this is exactly what you want some best pals reminiscing about being teens geeking out about movies and hunks sharing their enthusiasm with you it's a blast and now i want a dream phone dag nabbit hunter thank you hopefully sometime soon in the future we can play dream phone because that would be fun
0: i would love that
1: yeah and shout out to movie john's ashley jane davis for our radical theme and tunes throughout the show and the hollywood hunk hugo Marmuji for our nifty logo best friends forever is part of the movie john podcast network and we thank you for listening please enjoy a short advert from our unofficial official sponsor real ghostbusters kenner action figures ttyl there's something strange in the neighborhood so who (laughs) you gonna call Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. Have no fear. Venkman, Steph, and Spangler are here. So are these ghosts! Ah! They've got ectoplasm. We've been cool. Now what? Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Let's show this pile of dessert who's boss. Activating Chrono Blaster. We ain't afraid of them, ghosts! Peter Venkman, Ectoplasm, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and other figures each sold separately. Ghostbusters, new from Kenner. SKETERN!